That gets Ryan really grinded. (laughs) Next guest here back with us, Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Oh, yeah, that sound just means we're almost there. NFL and Hard Knocks decide to go with the Jets. I wonder why. Yeah, it's about time they announced it. What do you think about that, Ryan? Uh, well, first of all, got to love the trumpets blaring. It can only mean one thing. Football <laughs> and a, a giant dancing robot on Fox. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they were having a hard time finding someone to accept the Hard Knocks deal. So uh, why not uh, include our hero, a.k.a. Aaron Rodgers, as he starts the second chapter of his life? Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, as a as a, as a team, you know, management, I mean, I don't know. Do you think that a lot of teams would be against? They don't want it. They don't want them in there. Absolutely not. That's why they made those rules. That's why the NFL agreed to that contract that essentially says if the team meets these criteria, haven't been in the playoffs, X, Y, Z, haven't been on the show, you, you can be forced. And, and essentially, I love this as a Giants fan, more spotlight on the crosstown team with all the expectations and candidly, I can't wait to watch Aaron Rodgers on this thing. I cannot wait to watch the way the, he interacts with the young people. I I want to see what Hackett is like behind the scenes. Yeah. I I am I got my popcorn. I am ready to go. Wow, I look forward to it. I like I like Hard Knocks. I so was uh, Kim Kardashian and Tom Brady. Yeah, what's going on, man? How did this is uh, is this a rumor? What is going on here? Uh, it's got to be marketing, right? It has Just, to uh, be. A, a little, little TB12, whatever the Kardashian oh. brand is, a little cross-promotion. <laughs> yeah, I, see, I, I'm, I'm so laser-focused right now, i got to filter out the tabloid stuff. There okay, you go. good. I like hearing this. Okay, so a couple things in the headlines, so look, or maybe we'll talk a little fantasy well, today. my shirt. I noticed you, you got the Rams. Focused? He's representing. Although, you know, that could be a total, like, you're still in a state of depression. Because, like, really, what is going on with the Rams? You're gonna be I mean, surprised. they still have Cooper Cup. Is Matt Stafford healthy? They have Aaron Donald to kind of lead whoever else is on the team defensively. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, Van Jefferson's there. Will he be the guy they expect him to be? But who else is there? Remind me, Ryan. Uh, well, they they love this kid out of BYU, Puka Nakua. He could be electric, almost a nice little compliment there in the receiver. Obviously, Tyler Higby's still there. I do think your Rams are being slept on a little bit. Now, could they be the worst team in the league because a couple key injuries to their very shallow yeah. star core? Yes. But they're in a division where the other quarterbacks are maybe Kyler Murray at some point this season, Geno Smith, who didn't look too good the second half of the year, and probably – hurt Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold or maybe Trey Lance. So to me, it's very easy to talk myself into Stafford being the best QB in the division. If things fall right for this team, why can't they win the division? I, I actually kind of like them as a 10 to one long shot. I love this. I, I, this is the time of the year. You take these long shots because who knows what's going to happen with this San Francisco. Uh, I get the roster is really good, but they, you need a quarterback to be successful in the league. And, Brock Purdy had basically Tommy John surgery, so I don't know if he's going to be throwing uh, early September. So, yeah, I I would actually – I don't mind uh, getting into the Rams right now because it seems like everyone is just putting them off to the side. Like, Matt Stafford isn't maybe the second-best quarterback in the conference. Yeah, I mean, look, there was a point where Matt Stafford was (laughs) one of the top in the league. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, 
I don't know how much of that has gone away. I mean, look at he has been injury prone, but the guy has been pretty awesome over his career. So it's not like I'm throwing him in the garbage. I think he's seriously a, a really good, talented quarterback. I'd like to have him, like you said, over pretty much anyone else in, in that division. So, hey, I don't know. Yeah. All right, enough of this Rams talk here. First of all, did you see that the, um, that the what do you call it, the, uh, the creamsicles are coming back to Tampa Bay? Week six, already looking into the <laughs> Baker Mayfield interception props that week because the interceptions just look better in those, those uh, just the creamsicle shout-out. I mean, I do like this. The NFL ah. teams are finally realizing that their old uniforms were really cool and they can make a ton of money by playing in them a couple times a year. So, yeah, I hope I hope all the teams start bringing back some of their more old-school uniforms. As we inch closer to fantasy, which I tend to have too many uh, teams and leagues and so forth, but, you know, Alvin, Alvin Kamara now uh, made a deal, obviously, a, a minor misdemeanor or at least less than what he expected early on. So... Okay, I get what he has to do, pay some, you know, fines and all this, but the NFL is going to have to do something here, don't you think? So, do you think that we are going to see a season here without Alvin Kamara or are they just going to take their time with this? Uh, it does sound like this plea deal ensures that the suspension will happen this season. I think the fact that it's not a felony also ensures the fact that it's probably only going to be a two game suspension, maybe less. I think those in the deep in the fantasy streets who are drafting uh, what's called best ball, where you just draft a team and, and you don't do anything with it the rest of the year, you probably love it. You don't have to manage the team. You just get the optimal scoring. All of these drafts that I'm doing, we, we've seen Alvin Kamara go from being a ninth, tenth round pick because people were anticipating more like a six game suspension to now he's already dropped into the seventh round. So I'm seeing some six rounds. So you're already seeing it. I think people are expecting there to be maybe no suspension, maybe two games, but that seems to be the range right now. Would Jamal Williams be a sleeper now going into the, the fantasy season? Would he be like a good, interesting pickup early or later? Like not early, obviously, for him, but you know what I mean, early for him. I think there's uh, – I think tip, in typical fantasy seasons, I like situations where there's two guys – where you can take the second guy and get a little bit of value. I think a guy like Jamal Williams, especially because he's probably just going to plop right into the goal line role. And so if he's already getting the goal line carries and he has proven with now two different coaching staffs that he's trustworthy in the passing game. And quite frankly, we got to see a lot of him with hard knocks. He just seems like a dog who is going to win over the locker room and find his way on the field. So yeah, I, I actually have been doing that. I've been ignoring Al, Alvin Kamara. A lot of the the younger fantasy community is really into the rookies, and they like DeAndre Miller uh, out of TCU. But, yeah, give me Jamal Williams all day. That guy's just got the energy to find the end zone. And we know touchdowns still matter in fantasy. I Actually, yeah, I, I, I like him this season. Um, all right, so kind of going through it a little bit here. First of all, um, you know, look at – I know that you are you dive right into this uh, fantasy world, which is awesome. Um but I've been asked a few questions here, and I'd love to just kind of get your opinions on a few things. If you take away some of the guys, as far as running backs are concerned, because it seems like the normal routine for a lot of guys, or at least a lot of majority of the players out there, they like to go running back first. But that doesn't mean you have to. But, you know, if you take away Christian McCaffrey and you take away even Saquon Barkley, assuming that he is going to play this year, who, you know, 
who are the guys that you would be very happy and confident in and picking besides actually take away Austin Eckler too because you talked about him last week I mean who, who yeah. are some of the guys on top where you'd be like wow that's a pretty good pick I think he's going to be really good this year running backs yeah, and it's interesting, too, because I think for the first year ever, we're seeing a clear consensus where the old school methodology of take the running back in the first round has completely flipped. Okay, And it's the running backs that are now the rarer breed um, with, with the emergence of some of these elite wide receivers. That yeah. being said, you still have your top tier. The Basically, the top tier that you listed, McCaffrey, Eckler, Barkley, these are guys that are going to possess massive pass game roles as well yeah. as being a bell cow. And I think the one guy we left out there is honestly Bijan Robinson. I don't necessarily wow. project him to get all the carries because I do think Tyler Algier is going to be involved, but it does sound like he could very well flirt with leading the league in targets out of the running back position. So he's a guy, he's going very high as well. If we wanted to go down the board a little bit more of the like old school, uh, old guy take, I think a running a couple running backs that are being slept on and are going as late as like the tenth running the ninth running back the tenth running back Nick Chubb Derrick Henry uh, I mean obviously we know who these guys are we know what they mean to their team for Derrick Henry it's another season where this team is going to have to lean on them it sounds like they could get D Hop to go with Traylon Burks but the rookie quarterbacks they have aren't very good and it's going to be Tannehill again which tells me it's going to be Derrick Henry again and then Nick Chubb there's no Kareem Hunt this year. People are, are bullish on the idea that Deshaun Watson can be better as a passer. I don't know. I think this could just be an outright Nick Chubb is an absolute old-school throwback player, doesn't wear the sleeves, doesn't wear the gloves. And I, they're even saying he could get going in the passing game. And so if either one of these guys gets into the passing game, you know, 5 10% more than they are now, and for Nick Chubb, they're speaking about him like he could have like a, a Saquon Barkley-type role. Then they they immediately catapult themselves into the fact that they're 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 of the caliber to compete for the top running back of the league. So when you can take them in the second round, that becomes a great value because you can pair them with one of those elite wide receivers like Justin Jefferson, like Jamar Chase, like Steph Diggs or Devontae Adams. Yeah, and you know, it's always nice to have the guys, the running backs who, like, say you're you know if you're in a ten to you know twelve. Uh, you know, team league, league, and you know you you're like eight, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth pick. You want to go after a running back. Those are the kind of guys you're going to be looking at, right? You're looking at like the Nick Chubbs and so forth. And so, I think Chubb and like you said, Henry and some of these other guys. I mean, like Dalvin Cook, will he have a home? We don't know. I've got to assume he will before the season starts, right? But maybe not. I don't know. And I'll go even further down the board. Guys like Joe Mixon and Damian Pierce are going in the fourth and fifth rounds. Wow. And these are guys that, again, it doesn't appear like there's a ton of competition for carries. For Damian Pierce, they're running the Shanahan system in Houston yeah. this year. And that, that always produces productivity in the running back. And then Joe Mixon... I know everyone is downgrading him because of the offseason stuff, but it sounds like he's going to be on the team. It, they don't have anyone else. They got a guy named Ace Brown. They let Samaje P. Ryan walk. And so I don't know who else is going to get the carries, and we saw what he's capable of. He had a five-touchdown game last year. It'd be crazy. Yeah, and, and that's odd because wasn't he like uh, top five or top ten at least last season uh, overall yeah. picks? All right, moving along here with uh, receivers. And obviously, you look at major studs. I mean, there's the question is because I really haven't looked at the ADP. I haven't looked at anything. I haven't really started anything yet for this season. And I know you have, 
But where does Cooper Cup kind of sit now? I mean, like, you know, you look at all these guys, JJ, Justin Jefferson's there, and you've got the Devontae Adams and all these other stars. But really, Cooper Cup, where does he land now? So I think the the conventional wisdom is that Cooper Cup is kind of ty- right there with, with Tyreek Hill as, like, wide receiver three. For me, I, I think the only guys I'm taking ahead of Cooper Cup are probably Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. I think a lot of the community – I mean, and honestly, it's gotten like – it started worse. Like, he was going much later. People forget guys who get hurt. They forget how dominant Cooper Cup is, and – in a world where Justin Jefferson is the obvious first pick because it's a marriage of the volume and and the, the the fact that he is just so good and he's due for touchdown regression. He had he didn't actually he got pretty unlucky with the touchdowns last year. After that, I feel like you can make some arguments. You can you can like Tyree Kill, you can like Cooper Cup, you can like Adams or Chase. But Cup to me has one of the highest ceilings just because we saw he, he's been a guy who has had 30% of the target share. And when you look around the wide receiver room there, it's like Van Jefferson's still there, but he's never really shown he can be the guy. They like this Puka Nakua kid. Ty, Tyler Higby is an unsexy tight end. So we could be right back to Cooper Cup catching nine, 10 balls a game. And in that world, he absolutely could be the number one receiver. Where does CeeDee Lamb uh, stand? Well, as you know, uh, as a noted cowboy <laughs> hater, I try to avoid ranking a cap. So my objective rankings, I do have him outside my top ten. He's number fifteen. Okay. I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot has been made about the fact that they appear to be going more running based offense. I also think, in general, bringing Brandon Cooks aboard, he's a professional wide receiver. I think he's going to take some of the work away from Ceedee Lamb, and we've always seen how much Dak Prescott likes throwing to Michael Gallup, who's still around. So. I think the ball could be shared a little bit more. Also, Pollard in the passing game. I didn't want to say it, but Pollard as a running back does have a very high ceiling. I, so for all of those reasons, I, I, I'm not super high on C.D. Lamb. He's going consistently at the end of the first round. So when you were describing that 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 pick area, he's definitely going in that range, whether it's the first or second round. And for me, that's too rich. And so I've been passing on him. If I'm going to take a cross-division rival this or that early, it's probably A.J. Brown, not C.D. Lamb. Wow. And when you bring up Tony Pollard, who now replaced Zeke on the actual Ford Center building, uh, one of the biggest pictures of these guys. I mean, I look up when I'm picking my kid about him like, what happened to Zeke? Oh, there's Tony Pollard. Well, certainly they think he's the number one guy there. So is he is he going to go before Mixon? Is he going to go before some of these? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So where's he going? going He's going second round, and I think second round. he is one of the wow. – to me, uh, if you if you get into, like, the, the nerdy side of the fantasy community, yeah. they really like Tony Pollard this year. They really like Brees Hall this year. There's a couple other guys that they love because of the potential, mm. and we've seen how good Tony Pollard can be when he has all the work. The problem is we've heard his own running backs coach talk about how there's a sweet spot for him and how many carries he can handle. So – We'll be. We'll, we'll see how it goes. You you were speaking about second running backs earlier. Malik Davis is the second running back in Dallas, and right now Zeke still has not been signed. So wow. someone else has to get carries there, I think. But yeah, I, I would I would be. And also that injury for Tony Pollard was serious. I, I don't know if he's going to be the same guy. We saw Saquon need a full season to kind of get all the way back. Yeah, 
It's doable, though. I mean, these guys, uh, at least our, our orthopedic sure. surgeon continues to say these guys are just different human beings. They are just different specimens. They have the greatest therapists on the planet. They're in there every day, whereas average Joes, we're lucky if we get yeah. in there once a week. <laughs> so, you know, who knows? Um, you want to ask something? No. Okay, I want to I continue I'm the so, conversation. I'm so satisfied with the way we started the show today. <laughs> with I the Rams. Yeah, I'm feeling <laughs> confident. Okay, good. You keep, you keep being confident. Now, here's the problem that I have going in, and I have a feeling there's going to be guys and gals out there who maybe are in the same situation where where do you go with the, the pick between – Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, a lot of guys like to just not even go there. They like to just go and get a quarterback a little bit later uh, and kind of pile up more of their running backs and receivers early on. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen have been going in the, what, third round, right? Is Patrick Mahomes going to hit 40 touchdowns this year? Yeah, and, I mean, he he's such a – He's such a safe pick, and people want to get cute and figure out ways as to why. You know, I want to take the guy with the running upside, you know, rushing yards and rushing touchdowns can be the difference. And I do think quarterback value is at a high point, right? We're seeing these guys go last year. It seemed crazy when they were going in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds. Now they're going in the second, third, fourth rounds. Yeah, yeah. And to your point, I actually did a little bit of a deep dive on some of the quarterbacks. And I think if, you, if you're playing a season-long fantasy where you 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 know you you can pick guys up you can drop guys i think there is value in taking the the cream of the crop because you don't have to play that game and when you look at a guy like mahomes not only did it did he hit the ceiling he scored 30 fantasy points five times last year and he finished number one and number two in points per game but in 14 of those 17 games he scored greater than 19 points and in zero of those games did he score less than 15 points so he was the absolute model of like High floor, high consistency, yeah. and high ceiling. And so for that reason, I, I think if anyone wants to argue with me about Patrick Mahomes being the top guy, that's fine. Uh, I, I would probably take uh, Jalen Hurts over him. In a, but, but even there, I'm not really looking to reach on these quarterbacks now, so I haven't been drafting them a lot. So, But to your point, if, if you're asking me Mahomes or Allen – I do worry that in year two away from Brian Dable, he reverts back to full Josh Allen and just carry you know, tons of rushing yards, tons of touchdowns. But I also wonder if this offense is going to be a little bit less efficient. And I wonder if Josh Allen's going to be the same weapon he was. Now, we're splitting hairs. I think he's the probably number three behind Mahomes. But if I'm picking between those two guys, I'm taking Kelsey. Or I'm sorry, I'm t- taking Mahomes. <laughs> uh, Kelsey. Gotta love it, man. I mean, breaking down the knowledge here as we approach the new season, and it's good information for a lot of people who, you know, look, at. there's been so many changes throughout the season and, and personnel. It's really hard. Uh, you got to do the research. You got to just kind of dive into it. You've been diving deep into it all. You haven't even taken a break since the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, it's it, so this is going to sound strange to to a, a, a common person, but I've done over 60 of these fantasy football drafts already. And I'm like, I, there's guys who work for me who are in the hundreds already. So oh my god, we're, we're deep. And in fact, on August 17th, uh, starting at noon Pacific, I'll be drafting teams for 24 hours straight, raising money for a good cause. So wow, as we get closer, I'll, I'll, we'll talk more about it. But yeah, last but go. not least, before we go to break, here's a fun question: What football player, fantasy player, will be 
the biggest sleeper of the year? I love the question. Uh, you know what? Let's go real out of left field. Give me Jalen Warren. Najee Harris goes down. Doesn't have a good year. Backup wow. running back in Pittsburgh. Massive year. Look out for Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. <laughs> okay. Have a good trip. We'll catch you next week on the flip, man. Thanks so much. Cheers. WBBM out in Pittsburgh, ESPN. Fred Trainer. hello. Hello. There you go. More to come live here, living the good live show here in Prosper, Texas, bringing it to you with some great information. You can follow the boys at the Sports Gambling Podcast just by Googling. They're all over the place, every platform, Sports Gambling Podcast. More to come right here on Living the Good Life. She knocks me right down to my knees. Well, I know I can never have it any better. She spins me like a washing machine. Every time I hold her, man, I start to smolder when she pulls her loving on.